Welcome to my mom's podcast. Hi, I'm Marisa Calderon, and you're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast. I'm capturing the early childhood journeys of educators, including discussions and strategies on best practices for children, birth through third grade, and sharing them here for you. So hi, everybody. This is Marisa again. Welcome to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast, and I am excited to bring our listeners Vicki Mayo from the um, Touchpoints Solutions. Now, I know I, there's probably more to that than just that little title, but if you guys aren't familiar with Vicki Mayo, I met her through um, a colleague or a friend of mine, Christina, through Startup Grand Phoenix. You presented there about um, yes. the company, and I was so intrigued and in uh, with the company, with the tool, Touchpoints tool, and your story really resonated with me as well as a parent and as an early childhood provider who's worked with um, our most at-risk populations, our foster care program, our um, kids. So, Vicki, tell us a little bit about um, what you do and about Touchpoint Solutions. Well, Marissa, first, thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I am truly honored. Um, I love to share this groundbreaking, game-changing technology and how it can help people. So just a little bit about me. I am first and foremost a mom, and I'm a foster and adoptive parent. When I was 20 years old, I learned of two boys that had been abandoned by their parents. They were living in an apartment by themselves, and my heart went out to them. And I'm a believer in the golden rule. And I said, what would I want someone to do if that was me in that same situation? And I knew that I would want someone to take care of me. So the day that I graduated from college, 20 years old, graduated from Northern Arizona University. Nice. uh, Go Lumberjacks. (laughs) Um, I drove to their apartment. I picked them up and I said, I'm going to be your mom now. And that really was a defining moment in my life. I spent the next 10 years, you know, um, waiting my way through the child welfare system in Arizona, waiting myself through the immigration policies nationally and trying to find a way to fight for my children. So today my boys are 26 and 27. Wow. They're wonderful, wonderful children. And um, both highly successful. One works for the self-driving car project um, with Google <laughs> right here in Arizona. That's great. And, and the other one um, works in IT. So they're great. And thanks to that experience, I um, met my husband, who was eventually, he was actually their hockey coach. Oh, wow. And we had two more children, and they're both highly gifted. So I spent a lot of time in this arena, that uh, the intersection of like education, childhood education, and you know the foster care system. Yeah. So what was it about Touchpoints? Tell me what Touchpoints is for our listeners that haven't heard of it yet. Absolutely. So Touchpoints are actually the product name, and they were um, invented and made uh, under the umbrella of the Touchpoints solution. So my good mommy friend, Dr. Amy Sarin, is a neuropsychologist here in Arizona, and she spent a decade researching stress, and she works particularly with populations on either side of the spectrum. So we're talking about special needs kids or those with developmental disabilities and those that are gifted or have autism. And she realized they're very affected by stress and she wanted to give them something outside of just a doctor's office or coming to you know, a therapy session or a PT or an OT to really help them. And what she found was something that had been researched for um, 30 years, bilateral stimulation. She knew that bilateral stimulation does something in the brain and she spent 10 years studying what it was it does. And what we found out was actually completely changing the paradigm on stress and what we know about. We know that when you feel stressed out, 
your fight or flight system engages. And for those, uh, you know, with autism yeah. or on the spectrum, they have overactive fight or flights. In fact, the general population does. Yeah, has. I was going to say, like, you know, I don't need a diagnosis sometimes. You know, I, I can experience that myself or mm -hmm. I know friends or colleagues as well. Um, but we've, it reminded me of the acupuncture um, treatment of managing pain or whatever you're, you're going for. I personally get acupuncture done mm -hmm. regularly. And I know that when um, there's certain pressure points and I was thinking about, you know, that is so true. I, I do, I would love to have a tool like that that will have something that it, I can just rely on continuously and not have it just for one session mm -hmm. or every month, but that can be used and it's at my control. Yeah, so what these touch points do is they actually alter your body's fight or flight system so that you don't get, uh, you don't feel stressed out. Because when you're in fight or flight, your brain can't be in logical, rational thinking, and you often feel a little bit sick like you have that stomach ache or the chest tight, you can't breathe, tension in your shoulders, the touch points take away all of that in 30 seconds. So we, we've shown studies over a 70% reduction in stress in just 30 seconds. But I'm sure our um, listeners are probably wondering what exactly is it? Yeah. So it is actually a wearable device and you have, um, they look almost like watch bands. Yes. You wear mm -hmm. one on either side of your body and they give the user like, gentle vibrations. So there's no electrical shocks, there's, you know, we're not... Uh... And that's one of the misconceptions <laughs> that I was trying to, you know, uh, debunk was, you know, tell us about some of the misconceptions about the product that mm -hmm. you've come across. Um, you know, what what have the parents or before they've actually used it, what have they thought about it before, the misconceptions? Well, they so they make this vibrating noise. Um, like, they, they vibrate, just like a cell phone buzz. In fact, the touch points are actually 50% um, quieter than an iPhone buzzing. <laughs> oh, that's great. Right, so they, they're actually quite quiet, but they're buzzing uh, during the entire time someone is wearing them. And, and people wear them, some people wear them all day. Like, mm -hmm. if you have autism, most people wear them all day. Myself, I had them on before I walked in to meet you, and I said, <laughs> let me turn my touch points off. But... <laughs> A big misconception because they're buzzing, people call them buzzies. Oh. And that was like sort of the street name was like, <laughs> oh, where's my buzzies? And people thought, are you shocking me? Oh. And so that we, we really we try and tell everybody, like, I, we love the name buzzies. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. But we tell everyone they're called touch points because we don't want people to have this misconception because these are, these are tactile stimulations. Yes. So they're safe enough, and there's actually a video that went viral maybe two months ago. Of um, I was at a conference, and this baby was crying, and the mom is talking to me. And I said, you know what? Can I just tuck these into your baby's blanket? And I, she had a, that baby Bjorn on. Yeah. I literally slipped a touch point on either side mm -hmm. of, of the baby Bjorn, and one minute later, that baby was sleeping. Like, oh, calm, God. You know, and I thought... that You did that, Mom, so good. <laughs> I, she left, and she bought three sets. She's oh. like, one for me, one for my son, and one for the baby. So, <laughs> But um, I'm thinking I had two colic babies. I'm like, yes. I wish I had invented I this, I you know, years ago when I dealt with colic babies. Uh, and I think um, that's what, that was one of the things that I had from some colleagues that they weren't sure is it something where it's like a behavioral correction type of tool. And I said, no, it's not. It's not that the, the, the technology that's out there now is so advanced. And it's pretty much um, I compared it to I said, well, you know how you wear um, a smartwatch and you get your notifications. It's like it's quieter than that. Yes. It's yes. not as invasive. It's just you know, a different way to alert you and, and um, to stimulate that part of the brain.
Right. I mean, it is so, and here you go, it's definitely not any kind of a behavior correction. In fact, we know that children are running out of the classroom or, you know, disrupting classrooms because they're an overactive fight or flight. Yeah. And what this does is it just doesn't, it just tones down your fight or flight response so your logical thinking can take over. And and if, if it was any kind of um, corrective measure, I don't know why 25 school districts across the country oh, would yeah. have integrated it. So yeah. we're talking Paradise Valley School District, Kennedy Krieger Institute, Pittsburgh Independent School District, you know, Rainbow Schools, West Shore, there, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And these teachers are telling us, I have kids that I would put, you know, on step one, step two, they have timeout, principal's yes. office. They are now able to integrate in schools. And when we started hearing this feedback, um, I went to Pearson. Mm -hmm. So Pearson is one of the leading researchers of ADHD, you know, research. Yeah. And we used a machine that Pearson invented called Quotient, which measures kids' attention spans. And, you know, the, the kicker is this, um, Midwestern University came alongside. They just released the preliminary results of a research study that shows kids with ADHD that wear their touch points have a 50% increase in engagement. That, that equates, if you were to break that down, that means a kiddo at school is going to get 3.65 more hours of time in school that they're paying attention. Yeah. Okay, if that's not going to change a child's trajectory, I don't know what yeah. is. Yeah. One of the things, too, that I also I want to make sure and mention is just for our educators that are listening to us, I don't, I don't want this tool, although it's absolutely useful, and I know um, I had mentioned to Vicki about who it's being made available to, but... I don't want it to be a clutch for your teaching. This so I'm just speaking right, to my teachers right, right now. Mm -hmm. So we all deal with children that are on the spectrum with diagnosis or not. And we want to make sure that we're planning our classroom lessons based on our most challenging students with or without this device. So that's my only little um, piece right there about making sure that we're not um, relying so much on these different types of tools and technologies that are available, but that we're also making those accommodations in the classroom and um, reflecting on our work with the children. So that's my only like educator piece that I want to make sure and, and add in there because I see so much really awesome pot um, potential in so many classrooms, especially um, dealing with the children that are at risk, our, our um, foster care kiddos that I've worked with as well. Um, I want, me. I want to show you something. Yeah. This was something that this grandma sent to me last week. I saw that. And she said, this is what, this is essentially like a little, a write-up, you know. So um, what Vicky is showing me, um, it came out on Twitter, is these images of, um, it's, the, it's the basic behavioral chart um, logs that teachers sometimes have to keep in, in their programs. And it has like the happy faces one, you know, the middle face, and then the sad face. Although I do have my opinions about the behavioral charts where I'm, I'm completely against them, I do understand their purpose for so certain children and depending on the program that they might be on, like an IEP perhaps, just to help support um, certain classroom strategies until we get the child uh, back on track. I, so she's showing me the progress and the progress on the behavioral charts here have been magnificent. And that's just with using the touchpoint system. Yes. And, we just, and I wouldn't even call it a system, but this, yes, is, a, the, the this tool. is a boy with autism. Yes. So he puts them on in the morning while he eats breakfast. And you know, with autism, you sometimes have a lot of trouble shifting. Yes. So we're saying you have to go from story time to math. To the PD. transitions. Yes. Yes, exactly. And this little boy went from, you know, a couple of smiley faces, lots of unhappy faces yes. to like, full smiley faces and one like meh face, you know, and I, and this is, this is, you know, awesome. It's not an anomaly. Yeah. This is normal. We get calls every single day 
because this is something different. You know, everyone has issues with stress. Yeah. From the, from being a baby till I'm feeling hungry and my diaper's dirty to you know a working professional. And unfortunately, in today's society, we're so fast paced that we always just turn to well, let me just pop a pill or like just there's nothing I can do about my stress. That's just an inherent part of life. When the the true answer is you can look at stress holistically, right? Like yes. you mentioned acupuncture, right? You have to take that time to um, think about stress and how you can address it in a holistic manner. And unfortunately, many of us don't have that time no. for mindfulness it's, or for meditation. I, I, I know it. <laughs> right? So, so touch points is your, it's your 30 second hack, right? I'm at my desk. I'm so stressed out. I have a big meeting. Let me just turn my touch points on for even 30 seconds. And that's funny you say hack because that's going to be one of, I was going to be uh, one of the questions for my rapid fire at the end, but you so you took that one. Oh, bummer. About your best hack. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad you mentioned that. And I'm going to, um, when this, this comes out, I'll make sure and post a link of the image that Vicky is showing me, as well as the website and the information about um, this tool. And I, I, I know it's a product, but I look at it as a tool. Like yeah. this is another tool for my tool belt as a parent, Absolutely. as an educator um, that we can use for our kids and even for ourselves. Um, I want to make sure we hit all of your points um, about this awesome tool. Is there any um, po- any other positive experiences of the product that you can recall when you first um, started with the product? I know we had this this grandmother, but something that stood out to you that told you, okay, we need to keep doing this. Yeah, actually the very, um, this actually happened during our beta testing and and ABC did a whole special on it last year and they're actually getting ready to do a um, a follow-up. Oh, that's great. So, and you can Google, actually we were, they were calling the, um, Jacob Holma is a local boy here in Arizona with autism and he started using our kind of prototyped versions while we were building out like a true wireless sort of system. And Jacob was having trouble shifting in the classroom and, and um, just with you know everything. He started using the touch points and his teachers documented everything. And so it came out on ABC actually last year at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it was so affirming to me because we started getting people reaching out like you know thousands a day saying, this is amazing. Like, thank you for bringing this technology out. We, we knew that we needed this. And it wasn't just kids. So we're talking about adults that just have panic attacks and anxiety disorders. Um, you know, I had someone call me the other day in my office who said, I'm so depressed and, and because I couldn't leave my house because I was so scared of driving and meeting people. And I just wear my touch points now. And it's, it's just, it's what I needed to be able to get my life back going again. And these stories come in every day. We put them on our website. We share them. You know, this thing, these touch points even work on dogs. Oh, I believe that. <laughs> we yeah. had, we had these cute little poodles. Someone had standard poodles. They sent us a picture of their standard poodles and said they get really um, hyper and overactive and sometimes they even get a little aggressive. We just tucked them into their little doggy coats. Our, like we have new dogs. And I thought, oh my gosh, applications I never even knew. So the stories about that people share about how this technology has changed their life, that's what keeps us going. Um, everyone in our company is here not because, and myself, right? This was never about making money. This was for Dr. Saren and I was how can we change people's lives? So it was something that, again, goes back to like my experience adopting my boys. I really believe that our greatest obligation and our greatest joy in life is to help humanity. And I wanted to do it, you know, in some way. And Mm -hmm. for me, Touchpoint was 
the intersection of my business skill, which I'm gifted, I'm good sure. at. Sure, yeah. Oh my with, gosh, yeah. With my passion of helping people, and I love it. And our scholarship program is huge. So, well, and I was just going to mention, um, how are you connecting? I know you um, talked about all of the uh, school districts and programs that are using the, the tool right now. How are you connecting with the most at-risk populations? Because I work in South Phoenix. I work mm -hmm. for the Roseville School District, yep. and it's a really high-poverty area with our most, and I'm sure every school district has their uh, challenging students as well, but they're dealing with some big adverse, you know, Adversity. Yeah. Oh, and a lot yeah. of aces. Yes, a lot of aces. So how are you guys connecting with those populations with your product? So we are doing our best to get the word out to them. Um, for every touch point we sell, a portion of our proceeds go into our Touch of Hope scholarship fund. And we recently rededicated our Touch of Hope fund um, in the honor of Mackenzie Bryant. So again, this is the, I tell the story because it's an example of what our company is. Um, our VP of supply chain, uh, John Bryant, is a phenomenal individual. He, we were blessed enough to have him join our company. And the way he came about here was such interesting. His daughter, Mackenzie, at four years old, was accidentally given the wrong medication. And she became oh a um, nonverbal quadriplegic at four years old. This oh. vivacious, gorgeous little girl. And so she couldn't speak and her heart rate would, would go up, you know, significantly and she would get very agitated and stressed out for all these dozens of medical operations and things she had every day. John heard about the touch points, tried them on Mackenzie, and they would, they would reduce her agitation and drop her heart rate. And he was so overwhelmed by that that he contacted me from mutual friends and decided to leave his high paying job as a, like a global COO, honestly, wow. of this giant company to come and help us with supply chain because that's his expertise. And um, and we I feel so blessed and honored that I got to meet Mackenzie and to see, because if it wasn't for Mackenzie, Touchpoint wouldn't be where it was today. John was integral in getting our company moving. Well, Mackenzie passed away just a few weeks ago. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was, um, I have to tell you, it, it was gut-wrenching. It yeah. still is every day. I think about, I see every time I see John, I think of Mackenzie. Yeah. Yeah. And so we rededicated our Touch of Hope Scholarship Fund in McKinsey's honor. And so we asked people, please go on our website. The application takes literally five minutes. Yeah. It's just explain why you want touch points, why you can't financially afford them, and just give us a picture so we know you're a real person. And um, and we, we award them out every me. month because that's our way of giving back. Yeah. This company was built on this principle of helping people. And our most disadvantaged, and we know whether it comes from like quality education or you know, those that are the lowest income, they need the highest quality, the highest <laughs> they level, and, the and they services. never get it. No, they don't right? get it. Yeah. So, and we have had wonderful partnerships, like Jewish Family Services oh, yeah. that offers parent aid services. Yep, yep. They've integrated touch points in with their practice. So not only do the parent aids go and use them when they're out, but for the families that they feel it is a good match for, they're actually giving them a set of touch points as a resource. Oh, I'm so glad I so. have you on my podcast. I really want to make sure this information gets out to our community and to our educators, not just in Arizona, but you know, nationwide, nationwide. because it's um, such a blessing. I feel like this tool um, can bring to a family because just as a, you know, as a parent that deals with um, children that have um, these traumatic backgrounds, sometimes going to the grocery store, just the everyday transitions can be so difficult and so challenging. Mm -hmm. um, so this, I really felt like 
this is a great break that parents Absolutely. need to know about, more people need to know about. Absolutely. School. Well, you're going to be a better, when you're not in fight or flight, when you're able to think logically and rationally, and you're able to, long-term effect is create positive neural pathways that will make your behavior better, right? Instead of getting upset that your child made a mess on the floor, if you're thinking calmly about it, you're like, He's three. I need to teach him how to put away his toy, right? <laughs> yes, it gets but us down it, it, uh, it, to it our reasonable state, uh -huh, logical so state. You're going to be a better person. So yeah. when you're a better mom, you're a better dad, you're a better friend, sister, brother, you're, you're, everything gets better. And yeah. that's really what we were after. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to also touch on the lovely gesture about the conscious capitalism piece. <laughs> yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I already mentioned, and I think, I hope it's apparent, like this company is all about how do we help people. Yep, yep. And and I thought, you know, it would be really short-sighted of us to only think about helping the people that get our product. Let's look backwards in the supply chain, and let's look at the people that are helping us make our product. So I wanted to um, integrate, you know, conscious capitalism and, and give everyone an opportunity to um, benefit from it. So looking backwards, not only do we manufacture everything here on U.S. soil, we use local mom and pop vendors to make everything from boxes to brochures to design services. And I think the big thing is we have two facilities that package for us. So one is um, all blind individuals and the other one is all developmental disabilities and those with epilepsy. So, you know, people that are blind, you know, over 75% of them are unemployed. Yeah. And if you have a developmental disability, like, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Outside of being a bagger at a grocery store, you don't, get to, you don't get any opportunities. So now we're giving these individuals the opportunity to um, package, fulfill, box all of our products. And it's awesome. I love yes, going down I love, to facilities I, when and you, seeing them. Yes, I, I love that concept. And I'm like, everyone needs to do this. I need to spread the word. It's an even better... Um, reason to support um, this tool. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you. Love touch points. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, just a question. I know I had, um, I think we covered a, a lot of the information, but I want to know about you as far as, I know you, you are, you know, businesswoman, you're a parent as well. What happens when you don't have, you're not wearing your touch point system for an, ex an extended period of time? How do you decompress? Um, so, well, I will say one of the benefits of wearing touch points is that you're creating new neural pathways. So things that would normally stress me out, like getting ready in the morning and like burning the toast and like knowing the kids are going to get a tardy, right? Stresses <laughs> me out. And, and I literally like get all worked up because I'm a, you know, yes. like a high energy, like yes. extroverted person. So wearing your touch points in the morning, I, I wear them every morning while I have my coffee. Now, if I don't wear them for a day, because I have um, essentially made so many new papers in the file in my Brain. My brain yep. filing yep. cabinet yep. about morning. That if one morning things don't go well, like this morning, it's okay. I'm still calm. So I, I definitely think that there's a, there's um, some long-term benefits from using touch points. But in, in the events I can't, I'm actually an ardent fan of meditating and yoga. My mom is a yogi. Mm. And I learned kundalini yoga at a very young age. Wow. So, which is the mother of all yoga. Yeah. Um, so my, my kids all, we laugh about it. We had dinner with my mom last night and... Uh, you know, we asked the question, what's your dream job? And my mom was like, I'm already a yogi. Right? Oh, so that's awesome. She's role modeled for me very well in that sense that you need to take that time to, to meditate and get your mind to a calm state. And I think that's just like a muscle memory yes. that you build up. So yes, that's really the one thing that I do. I listen to meditation music or I'll um, just, you know, close my eyes for two minutes and have that mindfulness moment. Well, and what I like is that the touch points 
for I, I'm thinking for me, you know, to calm my brain, this allows me to do that. This is a tool that can allow me to to get to that. Okay, and now Tra I can yeah. go into my training wheels for meditation. Yes. We yeah. actually do brain scans on people, and we we put touch points on them, and then do a brain scan. And we ask them to meditate for 20 minutes. It's the same. Your brain gets to the same level in just two minutes of touch point use versus 20 minutes of meditation. And then it. Re-enlightenment, here I come. Yeah, exactly. That brain hack to enlightenment. <laughs> um, anything else you want to mention before we do our little quick rapid-fire questions? You know, just one thing that um, it, it sounds like you have a lot of listeners that um, are really like on the forefront of education. and I, I just want to bring everyone's attention to the ACEs study. Yes. So this is the most important public health study that you've probably never heard of. And for those that don't know, Kaiser Permanente started a longitudinal study, the longest one ever done, um, measuring people's early, so ACEs stand for adverse childhood experiences with their later life health. Mm -hmm. And the things that happen to children between the ages of zero to five and really in their childhood in totality impact the rest of their lives. And that is a big responsibility to bear, especially if you're a parent or an educator or a teacher. And I, I just want everyone to understand when you're working with a child, it's not just another part of your day. You're building either higher A scores or you're giving them coping tools to reduce their A scores. And A scores of six or more mean that it's a decrease of 20 years in your life expectancy. Yes. So I just ask everyone, if you haven't heard of the A studies, um, like Google it, follow me on Twitter. Uh, I tweet don't about worry. it all yes. the time. I will include a link. And I'm so glad you mentioned that, Vicki, because for me as an early childhood educator, I feel like I talk about those type of studies all the time and I, everyone just kind of rolls their eyes because that's my thing. But it's like, okay, well, I need everybody else to talk about this. So I really yes. appreciate you mentioning that as well because it's not just something that us in the classroom are are um, focusing on everyone needs to be aware of this and when we come into contact with children you know mm -hmm. how are we being helpful or hurtful exactly yeah and that was beautifully put <laughs> please be helpful not hurtful yeah <laughs> um okay so let's get to our rapid fire questions these are just a few questions <laughs> okay so let's see here tacos or burritos burritos um what's your most recent embarrassing parenting moment that you can recall Oh my gosh, embarrassing parenting moment. Oh, how about showing up at school on the wrong day to volunteer? <laughs> uh, at least you showed up. I, right, that's what I said. <laughs> I can volunteer for something else while I'm here. That, <laughs> that's what I, I was like, give me the copy machine. But they, last time I used the copy machine, they, they literally said to me, you know, you may be a brilliant CEO, but you cannot copy things. So <laughs> Sometimes those machines are very complicated. They are. Just, yeah. There's too many drawers. I don't know where the paper goes. <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. And uh, maybe a, can you recall a memory of, of a childhood accident you had that was probably funny? That was funny. Well, now we look at them and we think it's they're funny, but maybe in the time. <laughs> this is not a funny, this was funny, right? So my mom, again, she's a yogi and she turned into a yogi later in life. I distinctly remember being like seven years old and playing in the kitchen. And I looked up to the ceiling and there's smoke everywhere. And I was like, Oh, oh my boy. God. So I like tell my sister, I'm like, there's smoke. I remember learning about this in school. We have to get on our hands and knees and crawl out of the house. So my mom was very like meditative, even early. She had put like a pot on the stove and it's it, like caught on fire. And, and we were asked her later that the fire truck showed up and, you know, oh they just had gosh. to like put the pot out like the stove, you know, caught on fire. Um, <laughs> and they asked her and they were like, what were you doing that you didn't remember? You had a pot on the stove for like two hours. She was like, oh, I was doing my makeup. <laughs> So, you know, she's like meditating and doing her makeup and just lost track of the time. 
So I, I, you remember that. I remember it. And it was funny. Yes, it was. Um, life hack or favorite gadget hack. I, you had mentioned something earlier about, and I do want you to re-mention it with your your touch points. Um, oh, they're my, they are my definite hack. My, so I think touch points are the quickest brain hack yes. ever. It's, it's a adulting hack. It's mm -hmm. a sleep hack. You can't mm -hmm. go to bed. So when I walked into the room with Marissa, I actually had them tucked into my bra strap <laughs> and I was like, let me turn them off so that you don't pick them up on the on yes, your podcast. I joked about like, well, just let me know if you get any uh, stress or right. anxiety. We'll pause it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, last question, ice cream or frozen yogurt? Ice cream. What kind? What, what flavor? I actually love cheesecake yogurt or oh. ice cream or anything with um, like praline pecan, butter pecan. I'm from the South. And nice, so, nice. Yep. Well, Vicki, thank you so much for joining me. Um, is there anything else you'd like to mention before we end? No, I just want to thank you so much for allowing me to be on your podcast today and for being able to share yes. about touch points and this technology and, and um, being able to just go out and help people. Yeah. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Marisa. Make sure you're also subscribing and leaving us a review. This helps spread the message of early childhood and continues to highlight the work that early childhood educators do. If you want to learn more, go check out the website at earlychildhoodjourneys.com and learn how you can help us spread this message. Again, that's earlychildhoodjourneys.com.